Hello and welcome to the Worthy Wealthy Women Entrepreneur Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Wendy. This is where you'll learn the energetic shifts and the intuitive strategic steps to create the life and six-figure, multiple six-figure business you've always dreamed of. I believe that the key in creating your dream life isn't to become someone else, it's to become the truest version of you and she was born worthy. Ready to manifest magic? Let's get started. All right, so today we have a Get Coach series episode. So what this means is you will hear from Hazel, who's going to get coached today, and you will hear about her story and what is in her way to getting the results that she desires, and you will hear how I coach her through that. So let's learn a little bit about Hazel first. So Hazel is an inner child and generational trauma coach. She is currently a digital nomad in South America, and she's currently in Ecuador, but was previously in Colombia and Mexico. Super cool. Um, so what do you, what she does is she helps you let go of resistance and pursuing your goals, become magnetic and open to opportunities and stand in your power, and most importantly, detach from other stories and perceptions about what's possible for you. So if you are someone that is ready to break from generational generational <laughs> generational chains, free yourself from shame, perfectionism, self-doubt, all of these things, you need to go check her out on Instagram. I will link her info in the show notes. So with that being said, let's get into um, meeting Hazel and hearing about what's happening. And we're going to be talking mainly about how do you get back on track to being booked out again and then some after kind of like going ha- having a high month or being booked out and then dropping a little bit and feeling like, oh, what's happening? So you're going to hear a little bit more um, from Hazel's perspective and also how we actually, you know, took the conversation here because sometimes you think you have a specific problem, but what's actually happening is something much deeper. So, so excited for this. Let's get into it. All right. So nice to have you, Hazel. I know we've chatted before, um, but I'm really excited to get to know, you know, where you are right now and kind of what you need support with today. Yes. um, I have challenges with like getting clients, getting the right clients, getting clients who see the value in money mm-hmm. and like the strategy towards it. I'm creating a course right now. It's still in the making because um, a few months ago, I realized that the people who were in my discovery calls couldn't actually afford it. Mm-hmm. So then what I did is that like I created a segment from like my first stage of my program mm-hmm. and doing that. But like, yeah, I would say with the one-on-ones, like that's the one. It was interesting because last year I would get a lot of people like saying yes, yes, like, um, like seven fifty, Dima, like it's not a big problem. But now I'm getting more like, oh, I can't afford it. Yeah, yeah. I think this is really interesting because you were getting people that were paying you um, yeah. this amount. So what do you think is different? Because there's not actually something different in like the amount of humans in the world, really. (laughs) And like, (laughs) you know, there's no like sudden, like all the humans have changed. So what do you think is different between last year and this year? In terms of how I show up online? It could be how you show up. It could be how much you love your offer. It could be, um, it could be anything. What comes up for you? 
Well, one thing I noticed is that um, I'm not a consistent mm-hmm. online. Um, what did I, oh, I don't talk as about my offer as much mm-hmm. as before. Yeah. Okay. So the not showing up or not talking about my offer is kind of a result right? It's like Mm -hmm. the result of something else that's happening. What do you think is the something else? Could be an emotion, could be a thought. Oh, okay. Um, It was interesting. Okay. So I was booked out, I would say around February, March. Mm -hmm. And I think I have imposter syndrome. I was just like, whoa, this is a lot. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I was kind of like, I got scared of it. Yeah. This is, this is really common by the way. Um, after I had like my first 30 K month, I was like, what, what, what just happened? (laughs) Yeah. What what does this mean? And then like our, like when we're not used to it, like your nervous system feels like a little bit overloaded because there's like this excitement. And then there's also this fear, right? Anxiety. And then your, and then your brain kicks in. It's like, something's happening. Something's wrong. Don't do it. Yeah. And I'm like, we can't continue this. This is going to be too much excitement and too much fear for me on a monthly basis. All right. So this is actually really common. And a lot of people have experienced this where maybe suddenly they're booked out or suddenly they make a lot of money. And then it's like, whoa, we can't do that. That's too much. So d- did you feel this before or is it kind of just like coming out right now? I felt that before, but I can also tell that like every time I have like something I plan to do, like posts or something or talk about my offer or just like refine like the way I position my offer. Mm-hmm. I have that resistance in a way. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to get that feeling again. And I'm kind of like, oh, just do it. But then after like, wait, I'm going to have the feeling again. Just back off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. If you think about that feeling, what does it feel like? It was like a black circle in my stomach. I can, it's just like anxiety. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So if you like close your eyes for a moment and just feel into that feeling in your stomach, does it feel like you can lighten it up a little? Does it feel like you can feel into it and allow it to disperse a bit? Mm-hmm. And how intense does it feel right now out of 10? Six. Okay. Can you take that down a little bit more to like a four or a three? Okay. Can it go down to a zero? Does it want to go down to a zero? It's up to one. Okay. What's in between one and zero? Like, why is it... If you could like ask it, why are you, why are you staying here at one? What's hard about zero? Okay. So the feeling is it can go down. It can go down all the way to a one, but it doesn't want to go to zero right now because it's like, I got to be here to protect you. Mm -hmm. Can you communicate with this feeling? You know, maybe it's a, it's a sentence that you want to say to yourself. Maybe it's, an action 
Maybe it's giving yourself a hug, like whatever feels the best for you to communicate with this feeling that you can protect you. Zero. Amazing. Awesome. Wow. Wow, thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) No, I realized that like during that time, I was so focused on the business mm-hmm. and it really make times for like my friends and my boyfriend or even like think outside of that business bubble mm-hmm. that like I even contain all my emotions in. Yeah. 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 And it can, it can really manifest as resistance over time because there's all of these little pieces, yeah. right? Like your brain might be like, Oh, but I actually, you know, want to spend more time with my partner. I actually want to go and explore um, this beautiful place that I'm living in. I actually want to go and have fun, but, and then it come kind of starts rebelling. It's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nope, don't want to do this. Don't want to do this. Don't want to do this. Yeah. And you're like, why? <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. And it can create a cycle because then you're like, oh, but then now I'm not seeing the results that I used to. So what's wrong? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's processing it. Wow. Okay. So sometimes it really is just taking a step back. Okay. Like let's, let's be with the resistance and let's see where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. And then let's change up how we're doing things in whether it's your life or your business. Because sometimes that actually, a lot of times I would like come up with like, I don't do um, like batching, like, most people do like one month, two months. I just patch maybe like like once a week, mm-hmm. I would say. And there's so many times, Wendy, where like I only post like 50% of it. Like, okay, that's yeah. too much. Let me just back off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like you know that by posting all of the things that you wanted to post, you would create being booked out again. But then you don't want yourself to be booked out. So it's like, okay, let's not. <laughs> let's not be yeah. booked out. <laughs> yeah. So I can have more time. Yeah. And most often it backfires because then you spend a lot of time thinking about why didn't I post it? Mm-hmm. And anxiety comes up again. Not anxiety, but just like fear. Yeah, yeah. or just more resistance. Doesn't have mm-hmm. to be anxiety. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about that now? Now that you know that that was like a protection mechanism and you can take care of you? I feel good. I see more doors. In terms of like, okay, if I booked out, there are other ways I can cope with this. Yeah. What was booked okay. out for you? Like in February, March, how many clients did you have? How many hours were you coaching? Uh, there was eight people. Seven? No, seven. Okay. Yeah. So seven one-on-one? Yeah. Okay. How did uh, So that's like seven hours a week of like just being on calls? Uh, usually the person's like calls. an hour 30 yeah okay so you had 90 minute calls I can't do math at the top of the <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> <Not> me too <laughs> oh, this North American problem no one can no one can do my math <laughs> okay so you were doing like what's seven times one and a half how did it feel like did it feel like a lot did it feel like good I felt like I felt good but then 
like I was always satisfied going into the call, but then I just felt like, can I keep this up? Mm. Yeah. I was like, will this be like my highest month, my last month only? Okay. Yeah. And was that, do you think that was because of the energetic, like how long these calls were that you were starting to get drained out or was it because you just had a lot of calls on your calendar every week and you felt a little bit tired or was it because of something else? I felt like I kind of was drained out. I didn't have time to like talk to myself with the resistance mm-hmm. or like see it. Mm-hmm. I remember during that time too, I'd be talking with like my mind type coach, but I'd be talking about something else. I never talked about this or realized like this was something mm-hmm. I had to talk about. Mm-hmm. Wait, what do you mean? So I realized this was something I had to talk about? Because like, I just kind of pushed it in the back, like, oh, I never analyzed my feelings about this topic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, these things are so small, but they really like, yeah, they they add add up. up. Yeah. (laughs) They add up because sometimes when we have, when we are feeling drained out with our clients, it can also translate into, you know, how we're actually showing up and holding space for them. Right. So sometimes it's like actually looking at that and reducing the number of clients that you have um, can actually like support everyone in the best way possible. So I'm curious now, like if you Mm -hmm. were to feel if you were to say like, okay, maybe I'll take instead of seven one on one clients booked out for me means five. Five clients, 90 minutes per client per week of calls. How would that feel like? Yeah, it'd be a lot better. And then I would just increase my prices. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about mm-hmm. doing that? It's kind of scary if I increase my prices, but and they're like, mm. you know. What's the what 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 what's the mm feeling? <laughs> like, what happened if I increase my prices, and then they're like, oh no, this is too much. What is your, um, what would you have to increase your price by in order to match the seven clients? Let me see. Let me pull out my Google. <laughs> you said it was 750, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it would be 1050 per month with five clients. Okay. Okay. That's scary, but okay. What do you feel like is scary about it? Is that a lot for them? Because most of them, yeah, I'm scared. Because one of the things that they said about me is like, oh, I really like, I appreciate how you put so much time and you don't really like put an insane price tag. And I know I want to, what other resistance so you know you want to increase the price but then you're afraid yeah. of it being like a hashtag not hashtag quote unquote <laughs> i keep using hashtag instead of quote. <laughs> too much instagram um you're afraid of it being an insane price mm-hmm. okay so what does insane price mean to you expensive Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Is it okay um, if you're expensive? Yeah. Is it safe for you to be expensive? I don't know. Mm. What's the thought that feels like unsafe? Oh, wow. I'm starting to see patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, it's better to be, quote unquote, affordable so more people can like, like afford you. So more so, people like, can afford Costco. you or so more yeah. people can like you, so more people can go to you. Yeah, like Costco. Everybody likes Costco because it's affordable. Yeah. But not everybody goes to Whole Foods, but a lot of people dream of going to Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. And then people will make up like, well, people will say bad things about Whole Foods just because they can't go there or they tell themselves they can't go there. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the question here is like, is it safe if some people don't like you? Are you okay if some people don't like you? Mm-hmm. Is there any tension anywhere? A little bit. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I haven't had this feeling in such a long time. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Can are you are we able to let go of this feeling of this tension? Like the only thing I was hearing is like, oh, but I'll be alone. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Yeah. No. Who like who will be there no matter what? Mm-hmm. my friends mm-hmm. and the clients that value it as much mm-hmm. so I think another way to look at this in terms of like increasing your prices is that it actually gives you more space to yeah. support others even at a free level Right. Like if you feel really good, if you feel really supported, if your nervous system feels really good, you feel safe, you're more excited to create free content. People are actually going to get more from you than if you That's were true. having seven clients at 750 feeling burnt out. Yeah. And then not serving at the level that you desire to be serving for a few months. Or, you know, you're good. (laughs) (laughs) Or you have the five clients, you have more time to spend on yourself. You become way more like in flow with your content and how it serves people. It becomes Mm -hmm. easier for you to create a lower ticket course where people can get started and utilize that information. Because there's a difference between creating a course from like, I feel really safe. I feel really excited. This information needs to go to the masses. 
And I'm creating a course because these people said they can't pay me. Because the latter doesn't oh, feel very that good. Hit, that <laughs> hits. That hits. You're right. You're right. So what do I do? <laughs> what feels like the right thing to do? you allow myself to feel safe within rejection again Mm -hmm. and being comfortable with that again because it's just so interesting because I used to be a sales manager and then I would get so much rejections but I never took it personally Uh, you were a sales manager for like uh in your nine to five um yeah like years ago years years ago yeah but like I'm just so like like this feeling I'm having, it's like the first time I ever did sales. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's different, right? So because if, when you're selling for someone else and someone says no, it's like, oh yeah, it's the company's yeah. product that they're saying no it's to. It's not me. It's not the same as feeling like this is my personal brand. This is my life's work. This is what yeah. I'm passionate about. But it's like when people say no, it's not really about you, right? It's, it's like more so about, you know, either it's not a good fit, in which case, you know, it's just what it is. Or mm-hmm. it's usually about them. Yeah. Maybe they don't feel confident in themselves that they're able to actually make this happen or they don't feel like they can kind of commit themselves to this and actually see the results because changing is also hard for people. Oops, mm-hmm. I kicked, kicked my table. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Okay, so allow yourself to feel safe with rejection. What else comes up for you in terms of like, what is the right thing for you to do for you? Changing my perspective in terms of creating content that is based around money challenges for others Mm -hmm. and just make it more inspiring for me. Mm. That's one thing I noticed because a lot of times like content I've been making last week, was always about like the money mindset, but in terms of like how people, it's kind of like persuading how people can afford it. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't, it didn't really inspire me. It made me feel alive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And this is like stemming from the thought people can't afford it. Yeah. And then you just keep attracting people that can't afford it. Yes. So what, like, if you change, like, let's say you write, you, before you write, you tell, you get into this belief of people can afford my prices. Maybe not every single person in the world, but my people are willing to change. They're excited to do the work and they're excited mm-hmm. to pay me. Okay you're going to start speaking in a completely different way. I'm just going to write that down. <laughs> okay. right. We also have this recorded so you can go back to things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What else? I know that will help a lot. Um, one thing I noticed that I used to do a lot was just play. And that made me feel really safe. Mm-hmm. 
that hasn't been embodied in the past, the past few months. Yeah. In terms of like, mm -hmm. I was going to say, what do you think is kind of stopping you from play or has been stopping you? I have to think about money. (laughs) Mm. Mm -hmm. So this, this is, this is also like, you know, something that is very common is like, I have to think about money. I have to make money. Therefore I cannot play get a massage, yeah. chill out, read Harry Potter. Yeah, watch movies. Yeah. Yeah. But then you're so stressed out about it that you don't feel creative or inspired. Mm-hmm. We actually get a lot of our inspiration from being creative outside of your business or from connection with mm-hmm. other people and having space. And at the end of the day, like that's that's how we want to live. That's true. Right? That's true. If you think that you have to hustle your way into making six figures or seven figures, you're still going to be hustling at six figures or seven figures. Wendy, the way you're hitting me right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Okay. Yeah. Like your brain doesn't automatically change just because you hit six figures it's going to repeat that same cycle. Like, oh, now I need to do even more. I can't play because I have to make another six figures. Oh my gosh. But what if you could just do all of that right now and that is what is going to support you in creating the type of business and life that you want? Like creating creative outlet and inspiration outside of business and let it transfer yeah I mean it sounds like that's kind of what you love to do but you haven't been doing yeah Um, but you know for anyone else it could be something different it could be just it could be dance it could be playing more with their kids it's almost like we have this image of like seven figure me would be doing this this and this and working three hours a day but, oh, no, I can't work three hours a day right now because I'm not at seven figures yet. What if, like, doing that right now is what is going to bring you there over time? Okay. That's a good, good reminder. Okay. Because one thing I noticed, too, so in the past month, my best friend came over to Ecuador. And... It's been so, yeah, (laughs) it's been so healing because like I haven't played like that and just saw lights like that in such a long time, really. Mm -hmm. Ever since, to be honest, like the whole burnout. And then I noticed that, so she two days ago and I noticed that like, oh, this resistance going back to business. Like, okay, this is perfect timing because I can talk to Wendy about this. Like, I don't know why I'm like this. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing a lot of correlations because when she was here, I literally did the bare minimum, mm-hmm. but I felt so good. Mm-hmm. There's the bare minimum of what I used to do. Yeah, the resistance yeah. to going back is almost like your body is like, I don't want to approach this in the same way again. 
you need to show me that we're not going to do this in the same way again. Yeah. <laughs> like we need to yeah. be a team and we need, we want to feel good. So how can I show up differently? How can I like, I don't know. Cause like I, um, I had a, I had a few sessions with this other business coach, but I realized that like her push was a bit too, too masculine. It kind of scared me. I, I tried it. I tried it. Like waking up at 8 a.m., working till like 7 p.m. It, it was too much. Waking up at 8 a.m., working to 7? Oh, sorry. Like work, uh, starting work at 8 and then um, ending at 7. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, Lenny. She's like, you have to work on content every day, work on your sales, analyze your sales. And then it's like, okay, I did it. But Wendy, it was it was awful. <laughs> me neither. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So like, in my opinion, like you can, you can create content in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. When you feel in flow, when you feel excited, when you feel happy to serve other people, you can write out an email in 15 minutes. You can write out an Instagram post in 15 minutes. You can map out a podcast in like 15, 20 minutes. Let's say 20 because it's a bit longer, right? And then it's like, you can check your DMs in half an hour and then you can go over your sales numbers and analysis and whatnot. And you can do whatever other random things that you want. I think this hustle is unnecessary. And I also think the reason why people work so long is because there's a lot of time spent fighting with your brain. Oh, I should be doing this. Oh, I didn't do it. Spend the next 20 minutes thinking about why you didn't do it and how that was so not good <laughs> and how tomorrow things need to be different. In me, like literally before she came, like, well, it, we were in Kureta here. So for that month, when I like had a session, like a few sessions with her, I remember trying it. I was literally like, "This is not me. This is not me. I'm not masculine." Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all are to mm-hmm. an extent, and we need some structure. But it's like your structure mm-hmm. can work. Your structure is meant to contain your feminine energy, right? It's yes, meant yeah. to like provide support for you. It's not meant to be like this is the structure and I must follow it. Yeah. Um. So back to your question of like how you can do this, um, I would say like depending on what your what your preferred working time and practices are, I would give yourself some time to feel safe with the things that are feeling a bit scary, whether it's rejection mm-hmm. um, or fear of failure, like whatever the things, fear of burning out maybe, allow yourself to spend some time with that. So maybe it is like in the morning, just checking in with yourself. How do I feel today? Like, am I feeling a little bit anxious? What is the thought or the the thought that's leading to anxiety? Maybe you want to do some tapping. Maybe you want to do a dance party. Um, it's like whatever feels really good for you to shift that emotion and shift that energy. Okay. And it doesn't mean like you have to wake up at 8 a.m., right? It could mean that you wake up at 10. Yeah. Oh, I like waking up at 6 because that's, or 6 or 7 because I go work out and do like my prayers. Yeah. And journaling, the structure part. But like, 
Yeah, I see what you mean because I don't put time into the things that kind of fear me the most right now. Not fear, this, but like resistance. This, mm-hmm. this, this journaling thing can also become a crux sometimes because we tell ourselves we have to journal so that we journal for the sake of journaling rather than it's like you don't actually have to journal every day, right? Oh, yeah, because like sometimes I notice, well, like I think it was like a last year around December, I noticed that like, why am I journaling? And I would come, I would talk about the same problem from like the day before. I'm like, this is, this is not the point. I yeah, the point. Yeah. The point of journaling is to help you shift things. So if something is not shifting, it's like maybe talk with a friend, talk with a mentor, talk to yourself, figure out what's the thing that want, wants to be shifted or what's the thing that you, you don't want to look at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So it's like with doing this over like a couple of days, you'll start to feel like more in control. It's like, okay, I can allow myself to feel this and I can shift it. I can allow myself to feel this again and I can shift it because there's no way that as a human being, you're not going to feel these emotions and these ups ups and downs and things. It's just Mm -hmm. about knowing that I can support myself with this and I can allow myself to have fun. I can allow myself to play because that's going to be the most supportive for me. Okay. I like that. No, I really like that a lot. Okay. Yeah. And changing, changing, and as exactly what you said, changing your perspective around who you're talking to and your beliefs about them is going to change your content. It's like, I could look at your content and like edit it for you and send it back to you, but it's not the same thing as you writing from the perspective of People are ready to pay me. They're really excited to change their life. What am I going to say to the person who's ready to pay me today? That you can break your generational chains. That you can heal your inner child. That like it's, it's, oh my gosh, Wendy. I was supposed to say it's safe for you to play, but look at me. Yeah. 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 So you're leading them by playing. when you play you are a leader (laughs) (laughs) okay no I see what you mean because like like you said I was crafting my content in a way where I was like kind of like persuading them Mm -hmm. with the money part but it's not true I don't have to do that yeah, sometimes we do, like, we may feel like, oh, today is the day where I want to talk about money and I want to share a story when I felt like blah, 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 blah. But that's different from, like, your whole week was about <laughs> convincing people, right? It comes, it's like yeah. the energy is different. Even if you're also still talking about money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do that. Awesome. Okay. So allowing yourself to feel safe, changing your perspective around who you're talking to, playing more, raising your prices. Are you excited? It's a little nerve wracking, but like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You got this. Anytime there's a thought that comes up that's like, oh, raising my prices, that's scary. 
I would just think back to raising my prices means I can serve people at a higher level in my paid programs and also for free. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, like, you know, what's interesting too. I, um, I created a freebie, a new freebie. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was inspired creating this and I just finished it like literally two days. But when it came to the marketing aspect, I was just like, Ooh, okay. Let's just like post it, but not talk about it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like my thought was just so scared on generating the attention again. Mm-hmm. That's a clientele. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's another way to think about this? What do you mean? Because your thought was like, oh, if I promote my freebie, then I'm going to get more interest. People are going to message me, and then I might have more clients, and I can't do it. What's another way to think about this freebie? That will just help people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it will help the people it needs to help. I can, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in control of choosing what kind of clients I want to have. I can take care of me. Mm-hmm. I can have seven clients, five clients, four one-on-ones. I trust myself to choose the best uh, format. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mandy. You're Thank welcome. you. Like you, oh my God, I didn't realize that it was all mindset till now. Yeah like a lot of a lot of my conversations with clients is like okay how do I do this it's like okay let's 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 take a step back (laughs) is this what you really want to do (laughs) yeah yeah okay okay oh also I want to ask you um when it comes to like generating or like, how do I say this? Gathering att- attraction. Mm-hmm. Do you just primarily use like IG? Because I know like some of my like like past coaches that, that I used to work with, they always told me to go on Facebook mm-hmm. and look, join those Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. But like for me, I kind of feel resistant because that's a lot of talking for me. A lot, like of, a lot of Or like energy output, but... Okay. It was so interesting because like last year I didn't have that resistance. So I'm confused. Like, I don't know if it's just still me or like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it could be that you have this resistance towards having that many clients. So then it's like, oh, if I go on Facebook, it's like one more thing to do. And Mm. I don't want to be burned out. So why would I do that? Or it could be you just don't like the platform. So it could be any of those things, but it kind of just depends on you being truthful to yourself about all of those things. And for me, when it comes to like, where do you want to show up? It's always like exactly that. Where do you want to show up? I just like IG and YouTube. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like, so I will say for Facebook, it's like, I personally don't see it as a lot of talking, especially if you have really compelling content and you are sharing them in the right places in the most energetically aligned way for you. It like, I don't, I don't see Facebook as like, I'm going to go comment on everyone and like talk to everyone and like (laughs) spend like hours scrolling. (laughs) Yeah. Going through my DMs, messaging like hundred people a day. I can't do that. I see it as, um, yeah, this messaging harm people a day thing is like super old school and it's like not fun to receive those messages. <laughs> um, but yeah, I see it as like there are people in Facebook groups that are that need my help right now. And I have a life story that I can share with them that is really going to change how they think about life. And you know, for me, the group that's popping up for me that's really relevant to you is like Asian Hustle Network. Like just yeah. by just by the name, it's like, oh my gosh, there's like 95% of those people need your help. <laughs> okay. But like you you like if you're in that group, you see these stories of people being like, This is what my parents told me to do. This is like my hustle. This is like, you know, there's a lot of people that are like either they've kind of worked through this generational stuff a little bit, but there's more work to do, or they're that just haven't even touched it at all. Um and mm-hmm. it's like if I, like, I could totally see you sharing something that is, that you just wrote on Instagram, that's going to change their perspective of, about something in the group and then just leave it. There will be people commenting. There'll be people wanting to add you as a friend. There'll be people wanting to share their life stories with you. And then you can decide how you want to approach that. Okay. But it's like, wow. yeah, Facebook is not like let me go add 10 people a day and like ask them about their life. It's like, you can just share your life. And if they resonate, if there's something that they want to ask you, if there's something that they want to share with you, if you're open to it, if you want to like send them your freebie, if that's what they need, then that's going to put, that's going to like bring them a little bit further along on their journey. That was so good. Okay. No, I see what you mean. Because it's interesting too, because as you were talking about that, like mindset perspective, mm-hmm. that was literally like, I, I remember I used to think like that in the beginning of my business when it came to Facebook. Mm. Yeah. Like I was more so detached. I didn't have these thoughts that would run through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a question for you. You just brought it up. Um, how do I keep myself energetically aligned? And that like type of vibration. I think it's like, do you mean when it comes to like DMs and conversations or just in general? Both, I guess. Okay. I guess I'll start with general. It's like about asking yourself, do I want to do this? Is this, is this decision or is this inact, is this action or inaction coming out of fear? Or is it for my highest good? Hmm. Okay. And that is the same for like, that's basically the principle for any decision that you make in your business, right? Like DM 100 people a day on Facebook. Do I want to do this? No. Is it coming out of fear or is it coming out of like, this is not for my or anyone else's high good. This is not for mine or anyone else's highest. Okay. We don't have to do that. 
and then trusting that that is like, that is the path for you. I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm just like thinking, I like, feel like, well, before my best friend, like February, March, April, May, June, I feel like I was really operating from a fear of, I was operating from a stance of fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I also feel like it's a little, it's like this fear came from a little bit from like a lack of trust in yourself, right? Because you mentioned earlier that this feeling was there at a one and it didn't want to go down because it believed that it needed to be there to protect you. Yeah. So it's also like trusting yourself to protect you, trusting yourself that you've got your back. Okay. Um, that's so true. <laughs> that's so true. Yay. I love this conversation. We covered so many things. Love it. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Awesome. Is anything else coming yeah. up for you? Um, how do I catch myself if I, when I'm operating, if I operate in a like, place of fear? I think it's like, do you have a practice where you just tune in? Mm-hmm. But sometimes I can't, like, like even this, for example, I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. What's this. your practice for tuning in? Like, what do you do? First, I do breath work. Mm-hmm. I do prayer. And I just, like, sit inside and just, like, listen to my thoughts, detach myself. Mm. Yeah. I would suggest you do breath work after sitting with yourself. Mm. And rather than detaching attach but like oh, attach you, you a, like so rather than like so a lot of times when people sit in silence or meditate like the goal mm-hmm. the goal for a oh, I think this is something that people understand right misunderstand the goal that people think is to be silent and not have any thoughts and not have any feelings so rather than doing that I would suggest something like a body scan Mm. okay so my shoulders feel tense let me breathe into my shoulders what's coming up as I breathe into my shoulders could be fear could be anxiety could be I feel like I don't have money could be why did someone say this to me today that was annoying could be someone reminded me of my childhood best friend who betrayed me? Like, I don't know. <laughs> it could be like yeah. anything, right? But it's like when we do the things like breath work or yoga or like these um, or tapping first, it's almost like we're not actually understanding the piece that needs to be shifted. So then we're just doing breath work for the sake of doing breath work. It's like, oh, I have a video on breath work for money. Let me do that. But it's like, maybe that's not the thing that your body needs today. Maybe it needs breath work for fear. Wow. You're right. Yeah. Okay. 
No, I totally see what you mean. Cause like by just jumping on doing breath work, I'm just like banating the problem than of going to the results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to sit with myself. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Mm. Oh yeah, one curious question I always had with you. How do you tap into your divine feminine? Mm. So I actually worked with a mentor on this. I'm still working with her. Um, And a lot of it is actually this, what I just described of like sitting with yourself and tuning into your emotions um, and really going deep with all of the things and all of the resistance that comes up. And I think there is, I personally don't think there is a way to tap into your divine feminine without understanding your relationship to the masculine. Oh. Because it's not like these things exist with each other. Yeah. It's not like it's not like one thing. It's like a union, right? It's not like one thing's here, one thing's here. Like these things are interrelated. So when we feel like we have to like, for example, a lot of a lot of women have this. It's like when we feel like we can't trust the masculine, when we feel like we have to toughen up um, and shield ourselves and harden. It's like you're creating a layer that it's really it's really difficult to soften because that's how you've been living your life. So I think these two things are really interrelated. And it's the first thing mm-hmm. that I would suggest looking at is like, what is your relationship to the masculine? Could be um, could be structure, it could be God, it could be your father, it could be just men in your life. Um, and that will help you kind of notice, like, okay, okay, I have been really good at softening to my feminine or I have been putting up like a whole shell and it's like, I can't go deeper because there's just like, there's just like a bottom floor. That's like Mm. something is there and I can't go deeper. And then it's about softening that to allow you to go deeper. And then there's like other things that's kind of, um, kind of superficial, not superficial, but just like activities that you can do. Yeah. Taking baths, walking, being slow, dancing, horseback riding, all of these things help. But I think it starts with like an understanding of your relationship to the feminine, the masculine, and allowing yourself to soften. Because the reason I asked that question was, um, remember when I told you I worked with that coach like June Mm -hmm. last month? I noticed that like, it was so interesting that I'm noticing everything within the past few months, I've been operating with more, I guess, like from a place of fear, so more structure. Mm-hmm. And when I attracted her, it like amplified it a lot. But like, mm-hmm. I'm just understanding like, what, why, why was I operating so much in the masculine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like, I think that, a really easy way to conceptualize like feminine masculine is to think about relationships, right? If we feel like we have to protect ourselves and we have to make things work and we have to provide and we have to succeed, then you're like 
you are kind of suppressing your feminine and like going into this masculine mode. Mm. Like I need structures. I have to set goals. I have to make X amount of money or else. Um, but the thing is a lot, a lot of feminine women don't really work like that. So then it yeah, starts to feel really suffocating and it's like, oh, no, yes. I, don't, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Why do I have to do this? You literally talked about me in a nutshell. With me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's me. Ah, okay. And this is, yeah, this is also like in relationships as well, right? Like where women feel like they have to toughen up, they have to lead, they have um, to make all the decisions. They feel really tired. Like the relationship kind of loses its spark because then they're just like, like they're, they're the like, man. The yeah, they're just like in this mother yeah. energy. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. It's like in your business, you can be both for yourself. You can both be masculine and be feminine in your business, but it's like, you know, you're, you're going to find your balance of like, this is the amount of structure that I desire. And that's good. And that's going to work for me. And that's enough. Mm -hmm. yeah. It doesn't have to look like someone else's because someone else's can look different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, Wendy. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. No, like, no, thank you. You're welcome. I see so, nice so much. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited for you. So nice to have this conversation with you. And thank you so much for sharing with everyone on the podcast as well. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I am so excited to hear what you learned, what you're implementing, and your reflections from what we talked about. If you love this episode, do leave a review where you listen to podcasts as it helps more and more people discover the gems in the Wealthy Worthy Women podcast and create their dream lives and businesses. If you have any questions, you can always find me on Instagram at Just Ask Wendy or join us in the Wealthy Worthy Women Facebook group in the show notes. If you're ready to step into your power and create your next six figures, multiple six figures from a place of joy, embodiment, and excitement, DM me about private coaching, and I will see you in the next episode.